This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. What we think we are doing and why we believe we are doing it is rarely what is true. Valeria Tellez interviews Tammy Demirza, the author of The Inmate and the Medium, a true story about loss, love, and freedom. Tammy Demirza is globally known as the Freedom Alchemist, who specializes in creating the alchemy of the relationship you want to stay in. As an internationally sought-after speaker, author, and intuitive, she helps single, divorced, married, bereaved, and dumped women from all creeds and professions to stop running, start clarifying, and break through fears, control, judgments, shame, regrets, and build the self-confidence needed to get the love women want. Serving over 4,000 clients and learning from some of the world's leading experts, she uses the Tammy Demirza method to help women live blissfully. She is an author, spiritual guide, teacher, and mentor. Some people call her a mystic. Her work is about putting the puzzle of your lives together by giving you information she could not possibly know without God-slash-spirit's help. We all have belief systems unconsciously programmed into our inner GPS, which causes us to suffer needlessly. Her work is about revealing this for you so you can heal and choose again. You have a driving force within you to accomplish certain things in this lifetime, but most of you either do not know what that is or you know what it is and are in pain because you do not know how to get there. The trauma dramas in your life, the predicaments, can be the very catalysts to understand how these can be used for good so you can accomplish the reason you came. She was taught these principles and spiritual laws by God slash spirit through years of downloads and truths from masters and teachers and wishes to share them with you. She is the evidence that you can overcome this world and all of the sufferings associated with it. There is a peace that passes all understanding, and your life can miraculously change in a holy instant. Meet Tammy at TammyDemirza.com. Here is the interview with Tammy Demirza. In your own words, who is Tammy Demirza? Tammy Demirza is somebody that has been through 
such an intense curriculum. I had somebody just tell me last week because my niece was just murdered and her nine-month-old fetus. And they said, you are now once again in an elite club. And I said, yeah, my curriculum is tough in this lifetime. I have been through four marriages. I'm writing a series of books called The Freedom Alchemist Relationship Principles. I'm going to be sharing things with women that they're going to be shocked that they don't know about men. And I am one of those teachers that is very intuitive. I'm a medium. And I give a lot of information to my my clients that I cannot possibly know because of the abilities that I came in this world with. How amazing. Um, so many things that we will talk about today. I have many questions here for you. But now um, another question came to mind that is challenges in the human body. I'm wondering if we choose to go through all these challenges. We actually create them, Valeria. We we create every single thing that we are going through, and it coincides with what I call our curriculum. So uh, the universe is quite stunning in how it functions. And whenever we have a curriculum that we have set, if we don't get it, then the universe is quite creative and it will bring it up in another in another form with another person's name, with another pair of clothes. But it's really the same pattern that's going on. So if we understand that we are here to go through a certain growth level and a curriculum and we just get on that, the good news is that once you complete or overcome a curriculum, then you no longer have the symptoms of that curriculum that's not necessary because you have used it. So another question is, is it possible to graduate before we attend certain classes? (laughs) There will be freedom, right, in the end. It's funny, I just asked my, you know, because of that murder, I was just asking my business coach because I was in, St. Lucia when this happened and I said when and he said never it's never going to end and I'm like I know it's frustrating sometimes so every single one of us I think at different stages in our life are like okay I've had enough this is enough but then if you go back into the wisdom of which I call mastery of just saying there's going to be these dichotomies there's going to be good and bad there's going to be life and death there's going to be sickness and health there's going to be you know, people misbehaving, there's going to be things that are occurring. If we go back into that that stage of realizing on some level, whether I like it or not, I not only agree to this, but I am going to use it no matter what it is. Um, it's very much like being out in the ocean and you're playing in the waves, but you're standing where the waves break upon you. And there, you can go deeper. You can dive through the wave. You can go a little bit deeper where you're just riding the waves. The ocean is never going to stop having the waves, nor is mankind. Mm. And so if we understand that everything is converged and everything comes together and everything relates, then there's really nothing missing. And then if we look at it from that perspective, what am I missing in this? How can I use this? And then it stops being such a threat, such a problem, and it becomes more of how can I use this? How can I make the best of it? How can I graduate? 
I remember at 13 saying to God years and years ago, um, I happen to know that in school I can take a test and I don't have to worry about the grade because I'm never going to get it again. But with you, God, if I don't pass the test, you're going to give it to me again and and again and again. I understood that at 13. And my communication with God was such that, you know, you can call it the universe, you can call it oneness, you can call it whatever you want. To me, I called it God because I was in the Southern Baptist Church. So for me, it's just that concept. It's really love, Mm -hmm. if we were to say it appropriately. And it's just love, communicating with love. So if we understand the game that we're playing and we understand that the physical symptoms are indicative of something in the emotional realm, base it even further into some of our curriculum or our schooling or the purpose with which we came here. It's interesting that people will come to me and say, I don't know my life purpose. And I'll say, well, we can easily get into that within five minutes. What's going on in your life? There's your life purpose. We're already in it. We're really not missing anything. It's just how we're looking at it is the biggest quandary that we have in life, which is a very separate viewpoint. We think that the illness is not connected to what's in the emotional realm, which is connected to what's in the spiritual realm. It's all one. It kind of reminds me of this idea of love, a home, knowing how to go back home every time. So because being out of balance, that's something that's very natural in this physical realm. So that really resonates. So it's knowing how to go back. Yeah, and sometimes you're going to get out of the water and you're going to sit on the sand and you're just going to watch the power and the influence of the ocean. Mm. And then there are other times Mm. you're going to go in deep and other times you're going to be standing where you're getting pelted, not knowing if you're going to be able to stand. It's a really good reference of what life is really like. For me, I want so much more. I want so much more. And I don't know why, but this is coming up. So if it's okay, I'll share this yeah. real story. Yeah. When Because you, you know that I wrote the book, The Inmate and the Medium, and I became homeless. And I'm having a really tough time with what I had created. Because I knew as a spiritual teacher and as a mentor and as a, you know, all the things that I do for clients, I knew that I had created this. What I couldn't understand was why. I knew the greater scope of it would be to grow and to offer things to people and to help people learn alchemy, which is what I had to learn to get out of it. But I'm really struggling one day. I'm in my humanness. I'm in the perfection of the imperfections of being a victim mindset. And I was asked, go to the beach. And it was like a two-block walk. I went to the beach and I said, okay, I'm here. Now what do we do? And I heard, you remember the thimble that you used to sew? You used to put it on your middle finger and hand stitch. And I was like, yes. They said, picture that you have that thimble. So I literally was holding, like I had that thimble in my hand. And I heard, ask the ocean for some water. And I was awkward. (laughs) And I was like, um, would, you, uh, would you mind, um, can, do, may I, um, can I? And I said, oh my gosh, I, I don't know how to ask the ocean for a thimble full of water. I'm awkward right now. And I heard that's the point. That's the point. And I said, I'm complaining here. I'm griping. I'm having my own pity party. And I don't really know how to move into the unlimited. And I'm telling you, I heard 
the ocean speak to me like it was thunderous. And it said, can you count the droplets of me? And I said, no. Can you see the end of me? No. Can you count how many grains of sand are under your feet or in me? And I went, no. And I heard, well, then why are you struggling to take a thimble full of water from me? And I pictured myself, I just threw my right hand like I was throwing the symbol off and I just opened my arms and I said, I want all of you then. <laughs> wow. <laughs> limited part of you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where you kind of have those breakthroughs where you're thinking very small and limited, but really you're focusing on the problem and not where you want to go. And what facilitates that uh, clarity, that understanding of the unlimited? Would you say is this connection with ourselves, parts of ourselves or consciousness we call intuition? There's so much involved in that that question that you ask. And, and the best way for me to explain that at this moment is that we have a tendency to only pay attention to survival. Yeah, right in this life. And really the lower chakras are about survival. So we're we're looking at life. It's as if you put your hand in front of your eyes and you're only looking at this what is below, but you're not really connecting with it. So just breathing makes you go home. And then when you take the blinders off of your eyes and you just simply ask source, love, you know, God, universe, whatever, higher self, however you want to phrase it, if you just say, show me what I am not seeing, that connection will immediately bring you answers. And then sometimes we have to hire people like me or, you know, be with people like you who have done so much of the work that we can actually guide people to their their state of home where they're connecting. My in my work, I tell people, my biggest job with you is to help you self-identify. So a lot of the work that I do is revealing, did you know that you're clairvoyant? Or did you know that? And they'll say, no, I haven't. And I'll say, really? You want to tell me about the two times you saw your grandmother? And they're like, oh my gosh, I did. So once you connect with yourself and you realize, oh, you know, I've been looking at other people as gifted. I've been looking at them as having abilities that I don't have. And some of the people that I talk to have better abilities than me. And I'm like, I've just become aware of them. My job is to help you become aware of them and to teach you wisely how to use them. If we connect with the whole, the body, the mind, and the spirit then we don't feel so alone. We don't feel fractured and broken. And we're not really seeing the whole picture. So like I said, if you just say, show me something I'm not seeing today, then you'll get some answers. It may be in a song. It may be in a movie. It may be at the checkout counter. You know, it may be listening to your podcast, you know. Is this a, a ability that some of us have as a gift that most people will not develop? Or can we all develop mediumship? Wow, there's like 15 things I could tell you about <laughs> that. But let me tell you very quickly that, uh, to me, every single person has mediumship abilities. We have the same brain. And I had a physicist study 
my brain. And he said to me one day, he said, you know, I'm not even sure that you're completely human. I don't really, you know, I believe in science, but it's like I'm talking to some kind of angel that has these abilities. And I said, let me put it for you in a very succinct way. And he said, what? And I said, I have the same brain as you. I've done the work. The more clearing that you do, the more healing that you do, the more questions you ask of source, the more you understand, the more aware you become, the more your abilities are uncovered. Yeah, And this is something that most people do not say, but they're not gifts. They're rewards for work that you have done because they're basically just uncovered. Every single one of us have the same capacities. Every single one of us have the same brain. Now, when you get into what we understand about psychics and mediums, and I don't understand why people say psychic medium, because a psychic is not a medium, and a medium is a psychic. But a psychic is being able to read the auric field of someone and get information from that. A medium has that ability, but also can communicate with people who have crossed over. Well, then there's levels of mediumship, sweetheart, where you are able to communicate with masters and teachers and the soul and the spirit of the person in front of you and people who are alive. Because often I'll say to my clients, I do not know if this person has transitioned or not, but they're standing in front of me and those people are alive today but their spirit is communicating with me. So then there are levels of mediumship. And from what I understand from my life since 11 years old, when all of this just suddenly hit, you know, when I invited Jesus into my heart, I invited love into my heart. And then all of a sudden, I, it was like I awakened. Um, I have been communicating with these beings and these things and people who have crossed over my entire life, but it has matured because the more that I, the more work that I do, the more connected I get to self, the more self-love I have, the more I love everyone and the more love comes to me. So then everybody can do ultimately what I do. I'm not gifted. I'm not special. I've just done a lot of work and it's uncovered. I heard about this man. I think you probably heard about him too. His name is John of God. He's yes. in Brazil, a famous mm -hmm. known medium. But then there was a scandal about him and that kind of created some questions within the mind. Like why would this happen if he was this vessel for light and love uh, so he could heal other people, why would he use the same vessel to do other things that it's quite the opposite of healing? Well, this is something that people don't really understand about people like me or, you know, people that they consider having um, supernatural abilities is that we are here all spiritual people having human experiences. And so we are still in the human form. And if you give your power away to someone who has these abilities and you're not 
feeling for yourself, whether or not this resonates, whether or not they're telling me, I will tell you that I spent three days last year undoing what a medium taught my client. Three days. Because what the medium was telling her, and this is where it gets really important that John of God was doing all of these healings. But I know for a fact, because I've talked to someone who went to him and warned him, this is going to happen to you. And part of what was said about him is true. And part of what was said about him is not true. Because some people get jealous of people like this and they'll make things up. But there were things that he was warned about. And I know the person who warned him. And he didn't listen. And he went forward. So for all of us, we're really all equal. We're all the same. We're all imperfect beings. And if spiritual teachers that are well-meaning are not empowering the people that they're working with and they're not teaching them, don't take what I say and let it be the gospel. Don't take what anybody says and let it be the gospel. You have your own inner GPS and guidance system. And you know, everyone knows when it feels right, when it doesn't feel good, when it, you know, there's a difference when I'm such an instigator with my clients that I'll tell them things they really don't like. (laughs) But then later on, they'll come back to me and say, I'm going to have to deal with this now. And I was mad at you, you know, for a week or so or 10 months or whatever it was. But now I'm ready to deal with it. And I thank you for bringing it to me. That's different from somebody telling you to do something. Like I used to hire mediums and every single one of them would say, okay, you've got every mediumship ability or you've got, you're the most gifted person I know or, you know, whatever it was they were saying. And then they would say, you can't have Sprite. You can't have popcorn. You can't have meat. Mm. You can't do this. You can't do that. You have to eat only fresh vegetables. And then I'd get off the phone and I'd go, what do you say, God? And Mm. I would hear, if you have any food judgments, Tammy, you're not going to be able to do it. Any food judgments? Who who makes Sprite bad? You see what I'm saying? So when we are disempowering ourselves and we're looking at just one other human being as being the answer, we have moved into disempowerment. And so if we can teach each other how to move into your own empowerment, your own answers, then I would say we have been successful as spiritual teachers. Uh, that's another powerful and uh, super important, this um, knowing that you have the answers. We all have the answers within. And the God of the universe it doesn't need an intermediate, somebody in the middle. Only when we cannot do the work. And that's why we have people like you, when we are not able to access that wisdom within or to speak to God without any interference. I do believe that. And thank you for saying that, Tammy. You're welcome. I'll tell you something that I feel is that when when people finally get to the point to where they realize, and I did this, I have a mentor right now too. He's my business coach and my mentor, Tony Salimi. And the reason that I asked for him was because I had gone as far as I could go by myself. I had been very frustrated that I couldn't find the mentor because the mentors would get mad at me or they would try to control me or put me in a box. And I'm sitting here, guys, something is off. I'm thankful for every single person that I 
went to and got this information from. And I would say to your audience, if you find someone that has done the work themselves, then go to them, cling to them like glue and get information. But if they're not teaching you to stand on your own feet, to know thyself, to know what abilities you have and how to use them and why you came in with those and why they're developed and how to wisely move in them, then run from them. That connection of wanting a mentor or a teacher or someone is quite beautiful when you think about it because instead of walking this life alone, Mm -hmm. feeling that you're going through your own things by yourself, you hold the hand with somebody else who has simply just walked the journey of, you know, a little bit further than you have. I tell my clients, I'm going through stuff real time as you are, but I'm very honest about it and I'll share it with them and say, you're not the only one that's going through this. I'm going through this, but here's what I'm doing. Does that resonate? Can we find ways for you to walk through it? You know, we're not separate. We're one. We're the same. And it's always better together. (laughs) I agree. I love relationships of all kind. And I love what you said about empowerment. So this is one way to know when we are about to hire someone to assist us, to guide us. It's that that they will always, one, honesty, will always be very sincere and also try to empower us. You want somebody that's going to help you to know you. Mm, right. Because right. if they're getting you dependent on them, then it's a toxic relationship. Right, right. So yeah. if uh, one, one of the things that I learned, because um, at some point I, I heard, would you go see these mediums that were very, very famous in the world? And I'm sitting in front of them, and they were giving me information. They were picking me out in the audience, but it was very inaccurate, mm. very inaccurate. And I was like, what is this? I thought, because I'm always putting myself as, even though I'm the teacher, I'm more the student or I'm equal the student and the teacher. So I'm always being in that submissive place of what can I learn? I can't wait to hear something from you. I can't wait to see how you do this. I can't wait to be fed. And then what I was getting was hard. I was horrified. I was like, you're not even, you're picking me intentionally. And so I was asking, what is this? And I heard, you don't know what you've done. And we want you to know that that even a medium or someone who is highly developed can only give what they know or what they have done. You cannot give away that which you do not know. So I would say that there's a lot of very well-meaning people doing things, but they don't know that they don't, they haven't really done enough work to really be of assistance. So there's there's level of work, there's a curriculum, there's every single one of us are going to go through it. If you find the person that you resonate with in where you are, then you're probably going to outgrow them at some point and should. And what it is that they're teaching, unless that teacher is the consummate student who is constantly sitting at the feet of the universe and going, teach me more. <laughs> yeah. wow. Teach me more. I need more. And that's me. I'm insatiably hungry. I can't get enough. <laughs> what is freedom to you? What is to be free, finally? Freedom to me, and I'm, I'm known as the freedom alchemist. And the reason that my business coach branded me that is because I guide people to freedom, which means 
the good news is that once you complete something or you have gotten the reason that you are experiencing it, you're free. Freedom is being able to express oneself, to have the chakra systems unblocked, to be able to speak your truth, who you are, without fear of being judged or someone not liking you or being attached to if this person only behaved this way, I would be happy. That's freedom when you don't need someone else for you to be happy. I mean, there's there's a thousand things I could go into here, but freedom is really when you're breathing your own breath and you're learning who you are. And then you are able to use your abilities to know what decisions to make based on what behavior and another spirit and soul in front of you is sharing with you for you to know, oh, you're not going to play that role in my life, such as um, I've dated a lot. And so a lot of these relationship books that I'm writing are going to be about relationships and what I learned. And it's really weird. But I found out that when five, within five minutes and on the first date, I'm on and will tell you every single thing you need to know if you're listening. And then if you're listening, you don't judge them, but you just go, okay, well, I'm not going to get involved with you because you just told me who you are and what your priorities are. And that doesn't fit with me because my values are different. That's freedom. Instead of trying to conform, instead of getting lost in a relationship, instead of you know, do I try this? Well, you've got this, but you don't have this. No, figure out what your values are. And then you'll know, this is a priority to me. If we match, great. If we don't, great. But I will not waste my time. So you wrote the book, The Inmate and the Medium, a true story about loss, love, and freedom. Two questions for you, Tommy. How did you become a writer? And what was the inspiration and intention of writing this book? If you read the book, you'll see that I am even stopping in my story. It was a six-year memoir of walking through a journey of getting out of a marriage, meeting an inmate, falling in love in such a strange, awkward place, getting homeless, and then becoming an alka, a conscious alchemist and getting out of all of it. The intention in my book was to stop constantly and share backstories with the audience and say, let me help you understand this so that they didn't miss it. I have such a teacher's heart that I really want people to, to get every opportunity to understand something. So my motive in writing it was to say, Every single one of us, even someone who is, is very intuitive, will make really stupid decisions. <laughs> yes, tell me about it. <laughs> in life. And I had a really hard time with that at first. And the reason that I wrote about it was because I want people to know, just like I said about John of God, you're talking about a spiritual being having a human experience. And there is no perfection other than we are in the ebb and flow and we do good things and we do bad things and we make good decisions and we make bad decisions. And I was just really taking my clothes off and going, look at me, here I am. And let me tell you this first book in the relationship series. Oh my God, I'm, I'm undressing even more and exposing. And I told my coach, I said, Oh my God, mm -hmm. people are either going to hate me or they're going, they're going to hate me or love me or judge me. And he said, no, they're going to love you because you're relatable and they're going to realize you've been through it. 
So I think that answers it. I hope so. 2020 has been one of these uh, times for growth, change, challenges. So my question is, what lessons have you learned from 2020? And, um, and if you have a vision for a new, better reality? Um, one of the things that I have seen is that even though I couldn't go and work with my business coach in March, I have still worked with him the exact amount of weeks. I have to manifest that money every single time because I don't have that kind of money. But when the heart wants something, it will be created. And the universe honors when we make a decision. So for me, 2020 has not hurt me financially. 2020 has not hurt me in growth. 2020 has not hurt me in any other way other than as an intuitive, I will tell you that I knew going into 2020, this is the year of healing. This is the year where if I, I knew that if I had things inside of me that needed healing, they were going to be exposed and come out. And I literally almost died when I was in Turkey in August. I got a virus and I'm running a fever and I'm throwing up violently. And I knew that my life force was leaving. And I knew that it was a pivotal juncture in my life where I could actually go or I could stay. And I chose to stay. There's a YouTube about it um, that I've done. And knowing that my life force was leaving and that I was going to make the decision and my business coach is an intuitive and he knew it too. And I foretold it to him saying, at breakfast, I'm about to get violently ill. You're not going to see me for three days. I am going to have to choose whether I'm going to stay or go. And I have to go now because I'm about to start that process. And he's looking at me like, well, you're sitting in front of me and you're fine. But as soon as I got to the room, I was violently ill. So for me, 2020 has been a purging. And it is exposing what fears everybody has in them already. And now people are either separating themselves from the fears and saying, I can't stand being treated this way and looking at life this way and thinking that someone else is governing me. I'm going to live it. The laws of attraction are real. And whatsoever you are thinking upon does expand. So for me personally, it's been purging and recuperating and healing and still the continued growth. And that's another topic or a feeling, an emotion, I'm not sure what it is, that it's in me and I'm sure in so many of us, is that we want to help others desperately when we see them suffering, going through all these challenges. And then the question is being ready to be healed. Some of us are not. Nope. And you speak of making choices and having that power within that we can decide to stay or go, to heal or continue to be unhealed. Yes. So what makes us, empowers us to make that decision to stay, to stand strong and do the work? I, th I think for most of humanity, you don't even know that you have a choice. Mm, yeah. And when you find yourself having made choices and then somebody like me is saying, well, you're creating this. How long do you want to suffer? It's hard to accept that you would actually create that. Yeah, right. But you are. Whether you are conscious of it or not, you are. So then 
then it lends itself to you thinking as a human being, well, what choices do I have? We don't see a way out. And then it overcomes us thinking about the predicaments that we're in. And I call it predicaments because there's not one thing that we can create that we don't already have the knowledge, the intuition, the guidance, and the strength and power to overcome. No matter what you've created, no matter what situation you have gotten yourselves into, for me, it was a pivotal juncture in August where I was finding myself kind of like the guy on the green mile that's going, can I just go? I'm tired of people hurting each other. I'm tired of being in this reality where there's all these dualities and there's all these dichotomies and I see people hurting. And I was just wanting to go before I went to Turkey. And then I was faced with, are you going to, and I'll start crying, but it really came down to, I saw the faces of the people that I had not met yet. And I saw some of my clients and I was just feeling, are you going to leave them? Not that I have so much responsibility, but it's like, what is your heart, Tammy? Is your heart really to be of service? Do you want to complete this? Do you want to, do you really want to go public? and really assist millions of people, or would you like to go? We're fine with whatever you choose. And that's really how the universe looks at us. And then I said, if I, by staying, can help assist one person that has been in so much suffering, grief, trauma, all kinds of stuff like me, if I can assist, I will stay. I will lend my hand. And if you take my hand, let's walk. If you don't take my hand, then it's really like namaste, where I just bow and say, I see you, and I see your predicaments, but I also see who you are spiritually, and I see the power within you. But if you're not ready, it is perfect. You are as well with you. Yeah, you're beautiful. Thank you for that divine beauty. Thank you so much for seeing it. It's beautiful. I see you, too. Wow. Yeah, it's really, really beautiful. Wow. And that's what I feel in nature, like how perfect it is and imperfect at the same time, but it's real beauty to me. Um, so we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you. The ending questions. Would you like to add anything or read a passage in one of your books? You know, I don't even have my book in front of me, but I would say that every single thing that we embark upon in life we are more than prepared to come out on the other end. And even though I had this knowing that I had asked for this curriculum, I'd asked for a very difficult schooling, and I have been asked, it was still a struggle to go through it. But once you get on the side of freedom, like I've never had financial problems, I overcame it. But I was like on the edge of the cliff quite a few times in that book, and I talk about it. But once you get it, it's so worth what decisions you made that seemed to be stupid at the time that leads you to this standing on the edge of the cliff and going, I have wings now. It doesn't matter what life throws at me. It doesn't matter what wave. It doesn't matter if it's a tidal wave. I know how to navigate it. I can get through this. And everybody has that in them. Everyone has it. If you knew you would lose the body soon, would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? 
<laughs> no, I would I would tell you that every single time, even my niece was with me. I I've learned to look at my watch. I'm sitting in St. Lucia at dinner, and all of a sudden Sarah is with me, and I'm like, "What are you What are you doing here?" And she was with me all night long, and I didn't find out until five o'clock the next morning. What I always hear is this. You would not believe how heavy that body is. I'm so glad to be out of it. The only thing that I would do in my case is to go to my kids and tell them bye. I would say, there's no problem here. We're good. You'll be with me again. There really is no death. I'm just laying the body down. That's an interesting thing. The body was never meant to stay here forever in this reality, for too long even. So, yeah, such a wonderful reflection, isn't it, Tommy? To think about death, losing the body, that's okay to let it go. Yes, it is. What are three things about life you know for sure as of now? You know, the Beatles wrote a song, Love is All We Need. (laughs) (laughs) And I would say that to expand on that a little bit greater, is self-love. If you learn to love yourself, then you can truly love others. I will tell you that there was a parent that I had that was very, very abusive in my life. And one day I was like, okay, what are we going to do next? Because I happen to know there's a constant curriculum, constant new things coming up. And I heard, well, we want you to see the truth about this person. Because if you don't, you can't say that you love her unconditionally. And that that was a wisdom that I would say, if we're not facing our life, if we're not facing the truth about what we're doing, where we are, what patterns we have, what seems to happen to us constantly, then we're just going to feel defeated until we just look at it and go, all right, bring it. I'm walking through you. I have learned that fear is nothing more than a cloud that once I face it and say, oh, yeah, I'm walking through you. I'm going to face my fears. Then it just completely dissipates. It, it's not even real. It's like a cloud or static in our lives. So I probably gave you more than three, but it's all reflecting on love is the only thing that we are really connecting with. And that is in ourselves first. And most people are going around trying to do service, but they're not taking care of their own needs. So I would say that we've kind of got that backwards. And if we learn how to take care of our own needs and we know what our abilities are and we know how to use them, you know, we know how to wisely navigate, we're already of service to others, whether we speak or not. Thank you so much again for your beautiful presence, your wisdom, profound true wisdom, the work you do, your purpose in this reality. Thank you so much again, Tommy. I want to thank you for what you're doing for humanity and for your audience that I haven't met yet. I just want to say welcome. And I love you already. <laughs> I do. I love you and I love your audience. And I, I'm so thrilled that you are doing what you're doing for humanity. It's bigger than you know. Oh, wow. I love you too, Tommy. It's, mm. uh, yeah, it's that beauty that I, I can't stop. My whole body is just uh, goosebumps everywhere. <laughs> like all the, the entire conversation. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> ah, 
Well, we'll have to get together again. I know. So, um, yeah, thank you so much, and we'll talk soon for sure. Okay. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Tammy Demirza and her works, please visit TammyDemirza.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.